Hey guys, welcome to the Bag and Boardcast, episode number 473. I am Chris. I'm John. <laughs> and I'm Paul. We're a weekly podcast that comes to you in three ways. The first being the Week in Geek, bringing you the top geek stories of the past week. Next is the Licks. The List. The Licks. Or the, or the Licks. Uh, Saucy Bag and Board After Dark. <laughs> um... <laughs> Uh, the books that we are looking forward to coming out March 2nd, 2022. And we followed up with our weekly rotating main topic. And this week we're going to be bringing you our February 2022 look back. Oh wait, no we're not because Amazon messed everything up with Comixology and we have a lot of thoughts. So we're delaying the look back for another week so we can vent about our new terrible experience when it comes to shopping and reading comic books via Comixology. Or as it's now known, Kindle Comics, Kindle Bookstore, Graphic Media. I don't know. It's, hyphen, it's terrible. And hyphen Comics. We'll, but guys, we'll you can get you can get three different uh, comic purchasing things. You can get Prime. You can get Kindle. You can still get the Comicsology one. Man, I'm no, well, I'm so no, frustrated. I need a drink. Yeah. Uh, and Chris, you and I, we're drinking the same beer, right? Or We are, as long as you didn't switch to something else when I, no, uh, no. When I no. left and came back. Um, but yeah, Paul and I are both drinking a CBS. This is from Founders Brewing, and this is their uh, Canadian bourbon stout. And this is their base version of the KBS, except it's aged uh, in maple syrup bourbon barrels. Uh, we are both drinking bottles from 2019. Uh, October of 2019, actually. So these are extra aged because this is the official 2019 release. Uh, I went to my beer store the other week, well, last week, to pick up some stuff mm-hmm. for the show, and there were a bunch of cases of Founders Beer in like their kind of um, like their seasonal release section, and I saw a bottle of CBS on top, and I was like, oh great, like I love CBS. Let Mm -hmm. me pick one of those up. And then I noticed all the cases had actually been opened. So I'm like, oh, well, I don't see any other CBS. It's just this one random bottle. Let me open up this other case and see if there's more Mm -hmm. in there. That way I can have a full format because I know I'm going to enjoy this. I wouldn't mind having a couple more. And lo and behold, inside the case was actually some completely different beers. And I was like, oh, there's gold in them there, Hills. So I went digging. <laughs> because in each one of the cases, there was like a random mixture of different four-packs. And those are going to be the bottles that I'm drinking tonight because it literally looks like someone cleared out a warehouse or a distribution center. And it was like, oh, we have these random founders four-packs. Just put them in a case, put them on a pallet, get the pallet out to one of the stores. Uh, and again... Some gold in them there are hills. And starting off with CBS, one of my favorite variations of uh, Founders KBS. It's that right amount of maple on it that makes me keep going back to this one. Yeah, unfortunately, I, I feel like K, uh, CBS, unlike its uh, older brother, uh, KBS, Kentucky Urban Barrel Stout, is better when drinking fresh i think you get more of that maple hit on it uh if, if it's a newer bottle a fresher bottle and on this bottle you know i i bought it from my local uh beer store right down the street and i didn't 
I should have known better. I should have taken a look at the release date, the bottle date. Because um, I was like, you know what? I, I kind of feel like getting Dragon's Milk. And then right next to the Dragon's Milk happened to be CBS. And I'm like, oh, I like CBS. You know what? Why not? You know, for $2 more, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll pick up the CBS. And I don't know. I'm, I'm missing a little bit on this bottle and the other bottles I had. Um, that maple hair. Okay. So you're saying I should open my 2018 bomber bottle that yeah. I have three of sitting over on my shelf yeah, there? You might as well. Um, well, because when you said you had it as well, I was kind of surprised because I didn't know if this was one that you had aged or if you were able to find it at your bottle shop. And it's kind of surprising because this has been out of production since 2019 now. Like This what? is officially like, the last like batch, but it's still out places, and I still keep seeing it. So I'm... I'm a fan of that. Like, I think it's cool, but I think this is the peak CBS. And I think when we did our KBS vertical years ago, I think after three years, that's when KBS started to lose its luster, too. So I think, yeah. John, I think you're going to be the the final word on this with a 2018. I get a little I'm bit looking of... for a bottle. Oh, I'm looking for a bottle open. I'll just open one of these. And, uh, yeah, I get a little bit of maple on the back end, but it doesn't have that pop of it, you know, that brightness to it, or that bright sweetness to it. It's a very mellow, like, where you get that vanilla-y finish from, mm-hmm. like, a KBS, I'm getting a little bit of a maple-y finish, a maple vanilla. So where's bourbon. the bottle opener? <laughs> so for those John of you listening, uh, John had a, like, custom wooden six-pack carrier that he has all of his bomber bottles in. So it looks like almost like a toolbox. And on the side is a metal bottle opener, like you would see bolted to someone's door. And he was trying to open it and just not having any luck. And then he got up and put it down and found an actual bottle opener. I am, it's, and I'm foaming out. <laughs> yep, yep. And yeah, definitely. Uh, Making a mess everywhere. Just Sorry. It's my desk. It's okay, we were just near... We were just narrating what was going on behind the scenes. Well, there. I got a bottle. Um, I got a. Somebody gave us. It's like for carrying uh, wine bottles, but they gave it to me for our wedding. My wedding for bomber bottles, and it's got a bottle opener on the side of it. So I tried to use it, and it doesn't work. And then, um, so it's not something you no. would take to golfing. And then, uh, no. But I think that was a gift from a friend of the show, Stephanie. Yeah, I think it was from Stephanie. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, John's doing the, uh, he gave it a little sniffy sniff. He's taking a sip. How's it stand up? Maple's practically gone. Okay. Um, As a stout, it's not bad. There's no barrel. Right. There's There's no maple. How does it hide the? Uh, oh, you. 11%? I mean, this, this one this I'm tastes like is eleven point three, like so like a five percent stout. Okay. <laughs> Same. Um, again, uh, this is why I wanted to kind of pace myself tonight, and I took three hours to drink my highball drifter that I had on the episode oh, of the Movie Fix that is already available uh, for you guys to listen to. So hopefully, you check that out before you listen to this episode. Um. With our current standings on CBS, you know, us drinking the 2019, John, you drinking the 2018, they announce next year, like, hey, CBS coming back. Do you look forward to it, or are you kind of like, oh, you know what, I can take a year off having 
had the 2019 uh, version. No, I would definitely. Get, it's like Paul two, said. Like I now. would, I would buy it and drink those four bottles over the course of the next year, year and a half. Because mm-hmm. I think that's the the sweet spot for it. Because um, yeah. sometimes right away it's not the it's not the best. It can be a little hot. Um, it's usually for the most part always pretty smooth, but. No, it's it is one I would drink fresh, especially from your review for nineteen, from my review from eighteen. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, I think I um, would probably let this would not age it as well. I would put it. I would set it aside and forget about it, which is. <laughs> oh, of course, we put them in the cellar, is, is and then always planned the on drinking them, and then never got around to drinking them. That's why I got two more of those. That's also why I have a ton of uh, Willitize from Lagunitas because we just never got around to drinking them. Because to me, too, sitting down, even drinking a twelve ounce, fourteen or fifteen percent beer, is not fun to do. Like for me to do alone, I'd rather sit and split yeah. that bottle with Paul or split it three ways with you guys or all of us have our own bottle and sit and talk for hours drinking it that's what's fun about beer for me that's half the reason we do the show is because we found that we all three of us like to do that to be more of a social drinker um but yeah it just things i buy stuff and i just put them away and then COVID happens and like Paul and I never we don't get together nearly as much as is we used to. Mm-hmm. We're gonna try to get our board game group going up again like started up again, but it's been it's been a it's been a shitty three <laughs> it's been a shitty three years. Uh so this past weekend uh one of my friends and yeah. John, I think you would count him as a friend too. Keith uh, and his family came down from Buffalo to Universal Studios because they've never done Universal. And Keith's wife, Christy, is a huge Harry Potter fan. So he was like, want to take her. I want her to get to see that. So I was able to meet up with them on the tail end of their Universal Day. And I haven't seen them since the last time they came down here, which was probably about three, four years ago now. And it was a bizarre visit because, like, you know, old friend, you see him, there's no time has passed at all. But what scared me was the fact that their kids have aged in that three to four years. And now, like, (laughs) their youngest son is doing math because uh, currently Universal has their Mardi Gras, like, parade happening. And they have, like, the festivities going on for that. So I had him on my shoulders and, like, we were trying to catch all the beads and after each parade float would go by he would count how many beads he had on him. he'd be like i have 12 beads and it's like awesome job bud and like i'd give him like a high five and then be like, all right get ready next float coming up and like we were just yelling out beads and waving our hands and then after that <laughs> float goes by he's like i have 13 beads and it's like you're not just like counting now, like you're actually able to do math because he added up how many beads he had with what his brother had. And I'm like, mm-hmm. you're an actual person now. This is bizarre. Like a lot's changed since not just that last time I saw you, but like 
since COVID happened because it's hard to think that it's been that long. And now people are starting to be like, hey, you know what? We can go down to Florida on vacation. We can start having our board game night again. Uh, when we were walking out of Universal Studios, Christy was like, so is COVID just not a thing down here? Because nobody cares. And I'm like, oh, no, it's it's definitely a thing. But you wouldn't think it just from how people are congregating and acting. But we're both all in like the same boat. We're like, we've dodged it. And we've, like, done everything we could do to keep ourselves safe. And it's like, hey. Uh, the fact that you persisted, I guess. Is, is pretty good because you're in. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, in, I'm in the thick of it. Yeah. And anytime I feel like, oh, this is it. Or it's like, well, it could also be allergies. And, like, the next day I'm like, oh, yeah, I was, I'm fine. It was allergies. Or, like, the weather changed because it was 90 degrees one day uh, and then the next day. But continuing like on from our movie fix, I'm drinking another Pilsner. And this Pilsner is coming from Oscar Blues Brewery, their Bohemian Pilsner. And this is a Mama's Little Yellow Pills. And this is another nice drinking pills. And if you want to know what I'm talking about, check out the movie fix where Chris and I review Peacemaker. Um, Paul, uh, what's what's Paul, Chris? What was the thing from Peacemaker? The highball. We know there's a highball glass. Is a highball oh, highball, highball a drink as well? And what is that drink? Okay, so a highball is a type is a type of glass, a highball okay. glass. So that's your that's your doubles glass, but taller. Yeah, a double uh, on the rocks, but it's a tall rocks glass, basically. And a highball is any kind of uh, soda with okay. a shot of alcohol. So you could have a whiskey highball. So a seven okay. and seven is a highball, and you know. Uh, Technically, a Jack and okay. Coke. We weren't quite sure. And we talked mm-hmm. about that on the on the movie fix, and we we're like, "Oh, we wish Paul was here." Oh, yeah, Paul, you're, you're going to have to listen. You're going to have to listen to it as well because you get a shout out. So much like how an old fashioned is a glass and also a type of drink, a highball is the same kind of thing. But it's a it's a family. It, I think of it more of a family of drinks. I could be wrong. Yeah, let us Listeners. know. Find us over on the or one of our Email pages. Us. And let us know. <laughs> Let us know. Uh, Let's continue on. Um, I'm excited to talk about the rest of the beers, and that's going to lead me into a story uh, that pertains to something that Paul and I will be doing in a couple months. Um, But guys, something else we might be doing in a couple months or few years, depending on how much you want to spend and how much you're excited for it, uh, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge has their first flights happening within this next week. A lot of the Disney vloggers and influencers and media personnel actually had their initial excursions within the last two days, and the media embargo for everything for Galaxy's Edge is actually going to be lifting tomorrow as of our recording. So by the time this episode goes live... You'll be able to see all those videos, photos, like reviews out there. Um, for the Galactic Star Cruiser? For Galactic Star Cruiser. Okay, you kept on saying Galaxy's Edge. Oh, I'm sorry. It's all right. I wrote, I, down Galaxy's Ed- I wrote down Galaxy's Edge on my notes, and I think that's why. But yeah, the Galactic Star Cruiser, the $5,000 
two-day experience a themed hotel stay. You um, could stay in the same room where Kylo Ren was conceived. You don't know. It's everywhere. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, we, we didn't talk about that, but it was announced, uh, I think, a week or two ago now that yeah. Disney's going to be releasing a novel that tells about Han and Leia's honeymoon where they go on the Galactic Star Cruiser synergy. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's actually where Kylo Ren was conceiving. <laughs> a lot of people are like, who asked for this? Well, it's, it's a book about their wedding and that also happens. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, the book is there is actually a way to know which, like, which room is it? Or the princess, and it's like the when you get the, the Sorry. it's like uh, the holidays and you get the piece of cake and then they've hidden the little toy or the money inside the cake. Yeah. Oh, the, the king yeah. cake. Like, the king cake. Which is it like that where you actually first. get in the room and you're like, hey, um, there's a blaster in this room. Stay, stay tuned for uh, word, word books with friends in five years when we probably sit down and talk about that. <laughs> Still looking I, forward to talking about the third part of... Me, me too, especially because I've, I've really been enjoying everything else coming out from the High Republic. I haven't read the Halcyon Legacy comic book yet because oh. stay tuned for the main topic. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm excited to see what we actually get out of this excursion. And word of warning: yes, these are Disney Uber fans, people that have decided to make their entire lives and careers based off of going to the parks and documenting it. So, Paul, like you kind of said, don't expect any bad reviews from it. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of the like channels that I follow are at least kind of realistic about stuff, and will also say like, "Hey, we were invited to this media event, uh, so just know we will be reviewing it as guests, but we're still going to be honest about it because this is something you're going to be spending your money on." Um, mm-hmm. And I'm hoping we see some of that come up because I get that initial excitement and like, "Wow, I can't believe I'm getting to do this," but. You also have to realize, like, this is, like, maiden voyage territory, so everybody's going to be fresh and super, like, bushy-tailed and bright-eyed for this experience, so they're going to be, like, giving it their all, and I'm wondering how long it's going to take before we get to see the Galaxy's Edge or Pandora World of Avatarification of it, where they kind of tone down that theming and storytelling because it got to the point in Pandora where they stopped pretending like we're on the moon where the Navi live and it's like what 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 do you mean a parade there's no parades this is the land of the Navi Valley of Moara and eventually there's like <laughs> no there's no parades in this park you need to go to Hollywood Studios down the street like mm-hmm. because you can they, go they, for theme and immersion as much as possible but you're still I'm dealing lost. with tourists that are like where's Mickey Mouse do they finally start refer? Do they refer to them as bathrooms now? That I don't. No, know. that was Galaxy's Edge where Galaxy's Edge was a refresher. To refresher, right? I think they. I think it literally does still say like restrooms on the outside of it because they okay. want people to at least know where to pee. So it's mm-hmm. not happening in the streets, which you know you still see videos of it happening sometimes. Oh, yeah. I saw it in line. <laughs> it's... <laughs> Um, For the Jungle Cruise. I'm, um, 
I'm excited no, but, for this, I, but oh. like a constant question that Yanni asks me is like, "Hey, you find five thousand dollars on the on the floor? Do you go to Galaxy? Like, uh, I keep saying Galaxy said the Galactic Star Cruiser, and I'm just like, no, like I would need to be independently wealthy, where it's just like, oh, I want to do this because again, what I keep circling back to is I could go on an actual cruise to another country in real life. And for for a, for a week, of money. for a but week, that real that cruise just, would be on real water. Yeah, and that but, real boat would be really rocking. But also, <laughs> it, it wouldn't be me just driving twenty minutes down the street to right. to a hotel. Like, and the reason I don't do staycations is because, like, why would I pay money to stay in a hotel when I live twenty minutes away? And if I go stay at a hotel overnight. I'm just going to be worried about my stupid cats that are like hanging out. I'll be like, man, I miss my cats. Should go check on them. And I'll just come home anyways. I can understand that. Uh, that was our thing with Ampersand for the longest time. Uh, but I already saw that they're no longer, that the, the plan was to refer to your magic band as a data band. And now they're just referring to it to as a magic band. Um, it, most of the bloggers that I follow aren't in this media event, but they had to book their own way. So I'm excited to see what they say about being on the Halcyon because they paid that money themselves. Like they, they're out that five thousand dollars. Like there's no ifs ands or buts about it. And that's to kind of throw it back into Galaxy's Edge. That's something that they've been dealing with since they opened. Because if you went to go get lunch or dinner at Docking Bay 7. You could order the, like, Endorian Tip-Yip, which was basically a piece of fried chicken breast on, like, mashed potatoes with, like, field greens. And a couple months after opening, they changed the menu to say chicken Endorian Tip-Yip, because people were, like, freaked out by, like, the alien names. It's like, well, if you read the description on the menu, it literally tells you it's like fried chicken breast with like mm-hmm. smashed potatoes. Like, don't listen. But people lose all sense when when they go on vacation, and it's disheartening because yeah, like yeah, give me give me the tip yip, you know, like mm-hmm. give me the ranta wrap. Like you keep reading the menu, it's going to tell you like no, it's basically a hot it's dog with like tenderloin and coleslaw. It's delicious, but. It's really, I'm excited to it's get super it. Super good. I haven't had one Every since once I had a while, a that picture and pops like, up, and I'm like, "Feeding for yeah, that was good. Um, that was pretty good." May fifth. <laughs> this is really good, but I I don't know how, as like a gigantic company, you find that balance between theming and accessibility. Because no matter what you do, it's going to be upsetting the balance in someone's. Like mm-hmm. favor or dismay, because fans are like, "Oh, well, now they're calling it the data band, or it's the magic, magic band. It's not the yeah. data band." But then there's other people like, "What the fuck's a data band? Can, mm-hmm. Is that what you sent me? Is this what I bought that has Carl from Up on it?" <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm excited to see it though. I'm Does, excited to see the reviews. Yeah, it, it might be uh, like once I see what it actually looks like, I get more excited for it. And then, like when I get asked that, like, "Hey, you find five thousand dollars on the ground? Do you go?" Yeah. Maybe. 
but we'll see. If, if it's still available when you <laughs> get five thousand dollars, I, I think or they're going to be trying eight thousand dollars by that time. I think they're going to be trying to recoup uh, whatever yeah. they can from this. But who knows? Like maybe everyone's going to be wowed by the actual experience, not just the like the hype video that they put up and pulled down. Sorry, I have the hiccups now. Someone can take it over because I'm going to get my next beer. Right. Yes. Well, John, you're a movie guy. You you love the movies. Let's go out to the news garden to uh, uh to talk about some movie announcements that came out of Yeah, the, I think uh, the biggest one out of Paramount. this and which was surprised to me yeah. when you told me, but also a surprise to the cast of uh Star Trek when JG Abrams said uh on the call that they're working on the next uh installment and bringing back all the characters. Uh, because n- nobody had talked to those, nobody had talked to those actors cast. to see if they were even interested in doing it. So uh, that was one. And Paul, you got a list of other things that were announced at the Paramount call. Well, uh, one of the biggest news is that uh, it looks like Viacom, CBS Viacom, or Viacom CBS Paramount. Oh, we just drank a CBS. Yeah, yeah. It's going to uh, be changing their name, and the company will now be known as Paramount. Like, it's not going to be Viacom, Paramount, CBS. It's just going to be Paramount. And, uh, yeah, and since they have Paramount Plus, they're going to look to feed the beast with some uh, new content. Uh, and that includes movies, but like Transformers, Rise of the Beast, coming in 2023. How many As new you- Star Trek variants are there? Uh, on Paramount Plus, so many. Uh, we're going to get that Halo series that w- we've already been announced. Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog 2 is coming out in April, but they've already announced that, yes, Paramount is, uh, Plus is going to get a television or a ser- t- uh, spin-off series starring Knuckles. And yes, it will be voiced by Idris Elba. That, that was actually going to be my question. Uh, my second question is, because I didn't see the first Sonic movie, is that like a Nickelodeon like co-produced thing is that why it's part of like Viacom Paramount? Uh, maybe I don't know who who actually produces it other than Paramount. And Chris, you don't need to worry about that anymore because it's all one company now. It's, it's just all, Paramount. It's all just, just right, Paramount. Just climb the mountain of entertainment. So how long do you how long do you think that's going to be a thing before they start like doing that delineation between like well no now you know Viacoms are like edgy teen brand like oh. cbs is for moms and dads sitting at and home the news like, yeah the news stations and stuff like there's still gonna when, have that. when will we see the endorian tip yet <laughs> of the paramount deal i think i think we'll always see it i think the studios will still be the studios and the branding will still be the branding but overall that the entity that controls them all instead of being Viacom, Paramount, CBS, which is a long thing, just being known as Paramount. It's like Facebook rebranding themselves as Meta. It's like Google calling them, saying, hey, the parent company that holds Google, because we're not just Google anymore, is now Alphabet. It's like that. It's uh, Netflix splitting off into the streaming side, which was... Netflix and then the physical side, which was Flickster, I think. Flickster, and then they, yeah. they were just like a month later, like, no, terrible idea. <laughs> Scrap <laughs> it. Scrap it. 
we've we we realize that friendster is no longer a thing so flickster doesn't won't work either doesn't work uh, you can't be a stir chris have you seen the quiet place movies i have not i'm intrigued by them and i want to but would you be I'm, excited to know that the quiet place part three is going to come out i would be um especially because after the first one john krasinski who's like helmed them was like no nah, like i i did what i need to do i don't have to tell any other stories and then when he was approached about a sequel he was like no really not interested and then when they were like well what would you do with a sequel and he was like okay now i'm interested um no i'm i'm on board again haven't seen any of them but it's on my list of things to do as like my uh late to the party watching where i'm just a couple years late and i'm like you guys see Godzilla King of the Monsters because it's a dope ass movie. Like that—that's kind of how I am as a movie watcher now. If it's not something that we're going to be talking about directly uh, for the podcast, so will I need to watch a uh, another Quiet Place movie? Is that coming to uh, in, Flickster in 20, 2025? No, it's going to come to theaters. Hmm. Uh, but if you want something just to watch on your Paramount Plus, there's going to be a series called Wolf Pack based off of Is Teen it- Wolf. The 80s movie. Paul, you went a completely different route. I don't know why. Because that's what's the next thing in the article. I'm reading the article from Gizmodo. Mm. Uh, you got Spongebob coming to uh, Paramount Plus. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles film produced by Seth Rogen. As well as, as, <laughs> hey guys, I'm yep. Splinter. I'm Spliff. I'm Splifter. There you he, go. he does the weed jokes. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Good. Hey, you know who looks like that guy? Uh, Can he's he's a, you. <laughs> then yeah, there you go. And also, they're going to do a series of villain-driven uh, turtle films Rat exclusively catcher. for Paramount Plus. Or was it Rat, Rat King? Rat, Rat King. Look, look forward to all that. King, Rat, King. Rat King. I was gonna say. So, okay, villain-themed movies. Shredder, obviously. Mm-hmm. Krang, Baxter Stockman. I think... Do you think they do, like, Krang's suit would have his own... Only as a couple... You know, how we got to be the suit. Mm. Mm. The weird alien kids from, like, the fifth dimension or whatever it was yeah, that flew around in a hot rod. Does anyone else remember that episode? Yeah, they were. The evil, the evil turtle. Ninja Turtles universe. So, so will that... Slash? Uh, does any of that news make you want to subscribe to Paramount Plus? Will you guys be climbing the mountain of entertainment? Uh, no, it's going to be like Everest where I'm just like, man, I can't believe someone did that. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like, oh, you chose to do that with your time and money. Good for you, because uh, even outside of the Star Trek stuff, I can't tell you anything else that's like, oh, I have to get Paramount Plus to see this. And while I've heard great things about like Picard and Discovery, like Lower Decks, none of it... Paul, if you haven't gotten (laughs) Paramount Plus to watch iCarly, like... I, there's not going to be anybody that's able to sell me <laughs> on it. But that's the thing, like, I've heard good things about all that stuff, but mm-hmm. nobody's been like, 
oh, you you don't have, you don't have it. Oh, you're missing out on all this. Like, I don't even have any friends that have paid for it because like somebody else wants to watch it, and they're like, hey, you want you want you want the login? Like, <laughs> no, nobody I know has it, and that, I think that's saying something. Like, so maybe some of their like rebranding stuff is like because they feel the need to streamline it and make it cool. Just maybe. I watched Picard, like a friend of mine had it, and I watched Picard, and Picard was really good. Like, it was like, oh, if they did more stuff like this, I would watch it. Is there? And he's like, well, the Star Trek show's okay, and this is okay, but I was like, but nothing on this level? And he's like, no, not really. Now imagine it's Picard, but it's also like Logan where he's having crazy seizures and then Hugh Jackman's like stabbing people. Would you watch that mm. show? Well, I watched that movie. Coming soon to Flickster. I'm bringing it back, guys. <laughs> I'm going to start Flickster up again. We're getting a uh, Picard Logan. Locard. You keep on making these Flickster jokes, but I think I might have to go with the Flickster route with comic books from now on. Just order them online and have them mailed to me. Uh, save, save it. Save, save it. Won't be coming back because something that they won't mail to you is DVDs of the upcoming fourth season of Stranger Things. Oh, more more streaming news. More streaming news. Uh, we got the release Man, dates. It's so nice that for- we got a stream in our garden now. Just, uh, <laughs> just a nice. To, it leads out to a uh, a koi know, it's pond. Good for irrigation, yeah, it's a koi pond. Uh, we have the release dates for season four of Stranger Things, and they're doing a little bit different this time over on the Netflix side of things, where we're going to be getting season four broken into two volumes, with volume one coming out May twenty seventh, and then volume two coming out July first. I didn't see any breakdown of how many episodes are going to be in volume one versus volume two. I'm excited for this because as much as I love Netflix just doing like that content dump where, hey, watch all of Stranger Things, it's here now, enjoy it. Because I can binge it and be like, oh my gosh, like I love the show. I instantly forget everything. Like two weeks later. So kind of spacing it out and breaking it into like volumes or books. Totally there for it. Uh, but we also received confirmation that there will be a fifth and final season of Stranger Things as well, which kind of surprised me that the fifth season is going to be the final one because I really thought the fourth one would have been the end because time passes, age does us all in in one way or another. Uh, those kids aren't going to be kids anymore, and seeing them like ride our bikes around... Uh, Hawkins, Hawkins, Indiana is they're they're rapidly approaching the end of that story. Even like the third season where it's uh, eleven and Max like running around the mall, I'm like a snapshot in time. Like they're not going to be able to do this after the season, like because everybody's going to just be aged out. I watched that series had come out; it had been out for a couple weeks before my wedding i watched it when i got back from my honeymoon the entire series mm-hmm. this summer when the the second volume comes out it'll be six years the fourth fourth volume 
Season four. Season four. What'd I say? He said second. Oh, the second the second part to oh. volume four. Four. Okay, I'm sorry. It's going to be six years. Right. Like, they were 10, 12 in mm-hmm. that first season. Like, they're they're almost adults. They're going to be like 17, 18 years old. Yeah. I'm more worried about it aging out of the 80s nostalgia and going into the 90s. You know, I'm just not interested. I don't know. Maybe because I remember the 90s a lot better than mm-hmm. I do the 80s that it'll seem less fun to me and it'll make me feel this old. Now, do you think they're doing this time jump because they shot half of it before COVID and then they've picked up the rest of it kind of more after COVID? So there's going to be a time jump between these characters? Or do you think they started filming it, time passed, and then they just kept filming it and then they just decided to put it out like this? Um, I think just with as the story grows and it becomes more special effects heavy, they might just need that time to work on stuff and like give it their all. Hence, breaking it up and releasing it kind of staggered helps with that. Even though we're still going to be getting like batches of episodes, I think it's more just a logistics thing and it keep that retention like. I, I don't have access to numbers. I don't know if it's something that you can look up or research, but I feel like this is a marquee franchise and people might subscribe and dump their subscription to Netflix based on something like this coming out where it's like, oh, hey, let me get get Netflix new seasons out of Stranger Things. I want to watch it, talk about it at the water cooler. Don't need Netflix anymore. Um Netflix is something that like we'll check just to see what's available and like something that I watch, but like we don't have a oh this is what we're gonna watch on Netflix today. Oh, this is what we're gonna watch next week today, like mm-hmm. we do with Disney Plus or Paramount Plus. I don't have Paramount <laughs> Plus, um, but Netflix is very much as like a oh hey what's here that we can binge and oh. We watch that. What's next? Oh, uh, let's check HBO Max and see see what's over there. So I think they're trying to navigate around that. Yeah, I mean, three years ago we got that teaser of wow. what's his name, the sheriff, yeah, uh, Hopper. 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 Like three years ago, like we saw that clip of him in the in the winter Russian camp. Mm-hmm. Like, I just, I don't understand, like, I understand, but I don't understand why it's taken so long for this to come out. Right. Because it seems like they had a lot done beforehand, and they've just been sitting on releasing this? Unless they're they're doing season four and five together, and that's why we already know that season five is going to be the last season. Maybe they're just kind of doing everything back to back to back. I don't know. Just, original, just to get it done. I was listening to a podcast, the Slash Film uh, podcast, Slash Film uh, Daily, and they were talking about the original um, pitch for Stranger Things. And the original pitch was that it was going to be like a four four season thing, or maybe a three season thing. I forget. And 
you know, uh, they would build up to a, a climb, a, a finish, and you think it's over, and then years later, the kids from Hawkins have now all gone their separate ways and everything, but the darkness and the Upside Down returns, and the kids have to return to battle it one more time. So it's it. It, yeah. Like it, you know. I don't think Stranger Things is leaving their is really hiding or burying the, uh, <laughs> their their it comparison the, any kind of comparisons with any of the eighty stuff and that's why we like it. Yeah, because it, it's it wears a it, it's, it wears it's on its sleeve like it, yeah, yeah, yeah. it knows what it's doing and you love that's, it for that. Yeah, that's the phrase I was thinking. So maybe they the the plan was always to have these kids age up and then you know come back and be adults and you know it's. It's about growing up. The very first seasons, like, or the second season, it was the second season when um, Mike and um, the dead kid that they were Will? looking for. Will. You know, they have that argument. Will, did you think we were just going to stay in the basement and just play D&D? And Will's like, yeah, kind of did. <laughs> like, and how you grow apart as friends, not just how you survive as friends. Um so maybe that's the plan. I don't, I don't know. And maybe there will be a time jump, and that's why we don't have a season five. Maybe we're going to have to wait six more years before season five happens. I don't know. But for fourteen ninety nine, I'm going to see if this is uh, season four is available to purchase someplace else. You know, uh, like Apple TV or something like that, and just buy it outright. Uh, and then watch it that way. I know they do put these out on DVD or Blu-ray. Uh, just to wrap it up, is Stranger Things something that you would want to have as physical media on on your shelf, like to go back to, or is it like strictly like streaming? Like, oh, I I forgot I have the subscription. Like, oh, let me go back and rewatch Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. Is it like one of those? You know, even when we had Netflix, it was it's like one of those series that I never felt the need to go back to watch again because I experienced it and the experience of the thing was a joy of it. Like that first that nostalgia trip and like, oh, that's different. That's cool. Oh, yeah, I remember that. And then to go back to watch that, I, I you know, that nostalgia hit. That serotonin, like, oh, they remember and like the same, same thing I liked. It, it wouldn't be there, I, I think, on second viewing. So it's just one of the series that I don't think I'd get as much out John? Uh, watching it a second time. So the first season I watched on my own and then c- convinced my wife to watch it. And then watched it all over again with her. And I had a that first season I had a great time rewatching a second time. I have to say, when this new season's gonna come out, I talked to Caitlin, I talked, you know, and I'd say, Hey, do you wanna re watch the series again? And I know like season two Season two had some kind of clunker th- episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, season three had some too, but I'm, I, oh. sorry, I, I don't want to cut you off, but I love, I think season three is my favorite season because of the episodes with, uh, 
Steve, Robin, and Erica and Dustin infiltrating like the Russian base, like that's in the basement of the mall. I loved those episodes. Like if the whole season was just that, I would be there for it and still probably say like season three is my favorite because season Season, two I like. Season two is the one where Eleven goes off. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like she's gone, and then she kind of comes back, and it's like there's like the time, like what was the time frame? Like how did you get back so fast? Kind of a thing. So season two, I think, has the most of the clunkers. Season three, you do have to say, like remembering it, taking that moment to remember, mm-hmm. like what happens in that. Eleven loses her powers, all that stuff. Like, yeah, yeah. Season three was was good. Uh, the guy who played the 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 brother who got possessed mm-hmm. did a really good job in that. Yeah, uh, Max's brother. I can't remember Billy. his name. He's Billy, and he was like the Red Power Ranger in the Power Rangers live-action movie that came out like five years ago. Uh, he's a great antagonist. Like I hate his character mm-hmm. more than I hated Steve in season one. And I love the fact that they made no efforts to try to redeem him. Later on, because like he's the anti peacemaker, like I don't want that dude to like have a sob story. Like, oh, I feel bad for him. Like, no, fuck that guy. Yeah, he had he had a little bit of a redeeming thing right at the end to save his sister. Uh, uh, but um, somebody's been somebody has put pictures of that guy out as like the next Wolverine. You know, like they take that guy and then they put like claws on him and a cigar. And I was like, oh. I don't like. I don't know who you cast as the next Wolverine, but as long as it's not uh, Clint Eastwood's son, I really don't care. Because he's another way too tall Wolverine. Are we finally past the nerd point where David Tennant is cast as everything? In the nerd rumors uh, for casting. I don't want to be past that point, so next question. <laughs> okay. Wait, you uh, want David Tennant to be Wolverine? Yeah, why the hell not? <laughs> we, we need a Scottish Wolverine. Um, he was great as the Purple Man. I don't know. I didn't really watch it. But maybe I could watch it up in Canada on Disney+. Plus Because starting March uh, 12th, Guess what? If you're a subscriber to Disney Plus up in Canada, you'll be getting the uh, Marvel Netflix shows. Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, and Punisher, as well as the team-up series, The Defenders. This is a, a post from, or a news report from Empire. So, there we go. Oh, March 16th. Wednesday, March 16th. Remember when we said we didn't have any news, and it's 47 minutes into the show? <laughs> yep. Uh, I'm like, wait, wait, we took a break, right? And I'm like, no, we didn't. No, we, we started <laughs> fresh. Um, it has been kind of pulling on me to go back and rewatch the stuff, especially after seeing Spider-Man No Way Home with Charlie Cox coming back as Matt Murdock. Um, I have fond memories of Daredevil, Luke Cage, Jessica Jones. Um, Iron Fist was also something I watched, but I like Defenders. Uh it's on the list of things to maybe circle back to eventually, like once we catch up to current with uh, 
the retrospective maybe just do like Netflix retrospective to kind of like catch up but it'll be my first time watching it so okay I think that seals like we need to do that um I don't know. I think these are worthwhile uh, options for viewing, and I think it's good that they will be out in some way for people to watch. Uh, rumor is they will be popping up on Hulu for American viewers before eventually making their way to Disney Plus. But it's also going to fall on Disney for making Disney Plus something more not family based, but based for people in the family where there can be some sort of parental code or lock or hey like Netflix does where it's like kids only and it's just like despicable me or whatever else they have troll hunters that's a thing um, and I think well, we're approaching that where it's going to be like okay Disney majority stakeholder in Hulu and this kind of leans into what we'll be talking about later on in uh, the main topic with Amazon and Comixology. How long do you support two different streaming platforms before you're finally just like, okay, it's all Disney Plus. Hulu's available here now, too. It's as long as you can maintain that Disney Plus bundle. You know, the bundling of ESPN they, Plus, they found a Disney way to, Plus, and Hulu Plus. They found a way to do that through COVID where there weren't actually, like, sporting events happen. Mm-hmm. And people were still paying for ESPN. Um, because if you look over at... Because, uh, you know, uh, VPNs are a thing, guys. Uh, and I had a magic trip over to England for about three hours. You know, just... Real quick and you, logged into my Disney Plus when I was there, and you can watch all. You can watch Firefly, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, uh, all all the Whedonverse stuff, television shows that appeared that started on Fox. Apparently, there's a thing called Star over there, Star Media. So that's basically their Hulu, but it's all merged under the Disney Plus there in uh, the United Kingdom. So. I don't know. I, I think it's just because they're, they're not pulling down that subscription for that other thing over in the other countries, and that's why they haven't just shut down Hulu yet. Because they have subscribers I, to Hulu only. They have subscribers to Disney Plus only. I think As soon as they can get those together. I think that's an American thing, though, where, again, people... Are like, oh well, I spent fourteen ninety nine for Disney Plus. I got home and my kid was watching Jessica Jones. What? Like they need to have that break where it's like, no, like the edgier stuff is on Hulu, family friendly only on Disney Plus. Like, I I think there's like that American someone think about the children attitude when they're dealing with stuff like that over here and that's that's strictly on us because it's stupid and we love to be enraged about things i think also like we're not mining we're not monitoring what our children are watching and then all of a sudden you walk in and then they're like you're like what are you watching this isn't appropriate it's like my you left it like you left hbo playing and now uh you know, real sex is on, and I'm learning. <laughs> I'm learning about uh, the world. 
I was trying to watch Bluey, and then and then I saw someone getting blueyed. So I I was going to try to segue it over. So Paul, fourteen ninety nine. That's kind of your cutoff for like streaming or buying something digital. Where does it stand for you buying a beer, though? Fourteen. Well, thirteen ninety nine. Buy one, get one. Boy, oh boy. Uh, I bought uh, two four packs uh, from Southern Tier, um, from their Blackwater series. Which, guys, I know. I I think last episode, I'm like, guys, I'm not very interested. Yeah, in you poo pooed it, series. and I'm like, no, like it. they're still good. And then Joe's like, mm, actually, that's all nitro now, so it's not the <laughs> same thing. Yeah, they come in the nitro cans. They're ten ten ounces, you know, each can. So you get forty ounces for the four pack. So for seven dollars. For eighty ounces of beer, ten percent or, or four or seven seven dollars for do forty Let's ounces just, of beer. Just get to you the know, beer review. It's good, like because the bombers of the Blackwater. I series. thought Paul's end was just like it's good. <laughs> so the so guys, the creme brulee tastes like creme brulee. I haven't opened it yet, but I had these before. Um, yeah, it's still that creme brulee. It's Still got that big vanilla pop up front. The nitro is is additive. I do feel like it's a creamier it, mouthfeel. It softens the overly sweetness that was creme brulee. Right. It's not super sugary. You get that burnt sugar flavor, but not not overly superly sweet. I do enjoy nitro can, but it will be like a once in a once in a blue moon kind of treat. To buy these four packs, it it was on a ridiculous sale. Buy one, get one four pack, and you could mix and match. If they said, "Hey, you couldn't mix and match," I wouldn't have wanted. To, I wouldn't have wanted to be stuck with two four packs of just creme brulee. You know what I mean? It's it's a once in a one, like once in a. It's just so once in a while treat. It's so rich and it's so sweet that. I can drink it just as it is, but if I had, like, a whole bomber of it or, like, a four-pack of it, you would need to take your time with it because yeah. you can't just down them. Like, it's a, it's a dessert beer, and I think that's what I like about a lot of the the Blackwater series. It's A lot of it is so sweet and so rich that it feels like a treat. So when I get home after, like, a long day of work or, you know, even... A year ago, when I worked two jobs, like, getting home at night and being like, man, I worked from 7 a.m. until, like, 2 a.m., I'm going to have a beer. Like, it it just felt nice as, like, a way to mm-hmm. end my day. Super sweet, super, like, well, not super high ABV, but, like, a little bit higher ABV, like, beer, and then just, like, crash into bed. It felt... Yeah really nice um, there's a lot of times that night where like Kate will be like oh you want some ice cream or something dessert, you know if we have something else desserty in the house and I'll be like no nah, I'm good I have a beer I don't you know I'm already getting enough calories from that I don't need to get have ice cream on top of it or anything and then these would fit that oh Kate's having a dessert I might as well crack one of these open what are you guys drinking though uh, I have another KBS variant and this is actually the espresso variant. So this is just the regular KBS, but 
But after they pull it out of the bourbon barrels, they age it on espresso beans. And aging it on that espresso bean cuts away any of that nice like bourbon vanilla sweetness that you would normally get on the back end of this because this just tastes like an uber coffee stout. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like after having something that's a little bit sweeter like the KBS, um, this kind of cuts through that. Uh, again, I picked up a four pack of this. I enjoy it, but I don't think I would take this over the regular KBS, which is just like a fantastic melding of that coffee flavor with that bourbon barrel sweetness. Um, this sitting at 12% is well hidden by that coffee taste. What's um, the date on it? Um, this is actually pretty recent. It was something in 2021. Uh, September 9th, 2021. Okay, yeah, because I think it got reissued. Because I brought you one of these down when we had rented the house in I, Florida. I think there was you brought me two of them because... When I went to check into it, I did have two previous check-ins as of February, uh, and then there was one in March. Yeah, um, uh, it's it's not bad. It's it's not my favorite KBS variant because I would just rather have a sweeter KBS or a not as abrasive coffee KBS. Uh, and this is like it's like I just ran my tongue along the filter in my coffee maker from the coffee that I made yesterday. It's still a nice, like rich, bitter coffee flavor. Like nothing against that. Like it's a like black coffee drinkers dream. Um, but again, I view KBS as that kind of like richer, sweet, like treat yourself beer. And this doesn't have that feeling. So I'm drinking hazelnut. KBS. This is the variant that just came out. And I have to say, this is the best smelling KBS that's ever been made. It smells like wonderfully, like, I know it's hazelnut, but it smells very peanut butter chocolatey rich. Oh, so it smells more like a Reese's Pieces. It smells and not like a, a Forever Rachel. Yes. It smells like a Reese's Cup. Like, like, it smells like somebody just ate, ate like a Reese's heart because it was Valentine's Day, and then you're talking to him, and you're like, "Man, that guy's breath smells wonderful." Why is he so like close to chocolate me? and peanut butter? Why is he spitting um, chocolate in my face? It's. I like that John went with a he. He could have said it's like if my wife had a chocolate, you know, Reese's, Reese's peanut butter. My cup. wife and I don't get that close. <laughs> but. It is not as balanced on the palate as it is in the nose. There is a nice sweetness. There is kind of that nice dark, roasty, chocolatiness coffee to it. But it also has this little bit of like alcohol. It's not an alcohol burn, but you can taste the alcohol there. Mm. And it kind of goes up the back of your throat, kind of towards your towards your nose. It's 12%. It drinks incredibly smooth, but it's not it's not the best KBS out there. It would probably be towards the bottom. And I think the espresso is nice, but it would be there because it is just too much coffee. Mm. On 
It's too much coffee for the KBS. Um, what was the KBS? The fudge. Which the which fudge? One? The fudge is probably the best KBS variant because I was right. just going to say what was that the the maroon box and it was the fudge. Oh, the, I wouldn't know what color that is. The maple, yeah, you wouldn't. The maple fudge was probably yeah, fudge. Yeah. That was probably the best variant and something that could knock regular KBS down. Like it could be number one. Um, but yeah, it's it's a little. It's a little lackluster of a beer, but it smells fantastic. I can that's, just sit. And that's smell how I this feel beer. about hazelnut coffee, though, because I love the smell of hazelnut. Mm-hmm. But like a Forever Rachel or anything that's like overly hazelnutty, I'm just not a fan. I don't like Nutella. I like, like Nutella, but that's also because it's a lot more chocolate than hazelnut. There's that. There's that. Uh, never mind. I don't even know Nutella stuff. Um, but there are comic books coming out March second, twenty twenty two. John, I know you just talked a lot about your beer, <clears throat> but I feel like I want to give Chris some time to get back, if, unless he's ready, and then Chris. Oh no! Can go I right ahead. I mean, I just poured out my next beer, but we won't be doing that for like another. 15 minutes, and I know this episode's already over an hour long, but I don't think we're going to have a lot to talk about in the main topic besides boo. Uh, so I don't, <laughs> I don't mind taking a lot of time up front. Um, we had no news. We had no news. <laughs> we had but, no news. An hour, an hour later, we had no news. Uh, but book and I'm I, looking forward to coming out March 2nd, 2022, is actually the second issue of the Star Wars The High Republic Eye of the Storm miniseries. Uh, continuing the story of Marchand Rowe as he's growing up and just being like an uber badass leader of the Nile. Uh, this one teases that they will show you what the Jedi fear. Uh, I dug this book a lot when we did issue number one for the look back two months ago now, because there's been a little bit of a delay with this one coming out. Uh, it really smacked of Grand Admiral Thrawn energy, where it's just mm-hmm. that, like, dregs of society, but you're rising up to be something more, and that's what's making you a strong antagonist, and this is probably one of my favorite things to come out of the High Republic, and I've really enjoyed the High Republic comic series itself, like, the novels have been fantastic, um, but yeah, like, this character, I, I want to see more. Like, this is the character that I'm latching onto, which is kind of surprising for me. Yeah, I'm surprised that you're liking him as a villain so much. But then again, when you mentioned Grand Admiral Thrawn, yeah. you, you were a big fan of the Timothy Zahn books, so it shouldn't be that surprising. It's I, I don't know. I, I like that, like, coming up in the with everything against you odds. Like, you're the dark horse underdog in the like the villain set. Like that's that's a cool story to tell. But Paul, what about Wait, you? Are you this, looking Is this number two of the Yeah Yeah. With the guy With the guy. Uh-huh. With I the hate it. Hate it on his ma- on his face. He's got the mask. He was he was a little kid swiveling people out of their uh stuff at the campfire. 
Paul, are you looking forward to a Star Wars book? Because this was originally your pick, and I was like, I'm picking that. No, because I'm going to go back to a book that I picked for a look back. It's number two is coming out, and that's She-Hulk, written by uh, Rainbow Rowell. Artist is uh, Roger Antonio. Uh, and, uh, yeah, this is just more Jennifer Walters being She-Hulk. Uh, Jennifer Walters being Jennifer Walters, you know, trying to be a lawyer again without being She-Hulk. And She-Hulk basically living her Fight Club life, you know? Stealing stuff at people's campsites. It's great. It's really a Grand <laughs> Animal Thrawn story for her. <laughs> she's this is, she's cra- Well, this she's is- raiding the closet of uh, one Janet Van Dyne. So. I, I loved that. Uh, She-Hulk number one. So this is actually something that I'm really looking forward to you picking up. And if we don't have a lot of stuff to talk about for the March look back, if you want to bring She-Hulk to the table just so <laughs> I have an excuse to talk about it and read it, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm, I'm there for it. Uh, you might be able to read it on the Marvel Comics app, because maybe I'll buy my Marvel comic books on that. Ooh. Look forward to that in the main topic. John, what book are you looking forward to? Uh, I'm looking for Batman The Killing Time number one. And this is written by Tom King, art by David Marquez. And this is three villains, one Dark Knight, and the deadly heist gone wrong. Catwoman, the Riddler, and the Penguin join forces to pull off the greatest robbery in the history of Gotham City. And their prize? A mysterious and priceless artifact in the secret possession of Bruce Wayne? But as the events unfold, what fun is a heist without a bloody double cross or two? Oh, is this written by Danny DeVito? And is it going to be weird between? I like that Penguin book. I really like that story. Creepy though. I liked it. They loved each other. They grew. Sorry. No. Uh, What I do like. We read that book like four months ago now. So we like we all three of us use the League of Comic Geeks dot com for the books coming out. And what I really like about this site is like it has creators, it has all the people who are involved in it. And then it has the characters and it has listed like Bruce Wayne, Batman, Prime Earth. So you know where this story is taking place in the in the DC universe like for this one at least. Like I kind of like that cuz then you could see like if it's, you know, a uh, Batman, you know, uh, what was the White Knight? Like, yeah. it would say, like... Batman Flashpoint, Batman... That it's in its own it's in its yeah. own thing. I, I really enjoy that on this site. Man. Um, and it feels like a website developed by comic book fans in order to serve comic book fans. Well, I, lo- I love the segue. I love where you're going with this, but I'm, I, I'm... It was John's segue, and I was running with it. I, I know, I'm, but I was also going to say, we can't do a segue right now. Yeah, we, we oh. always forget. Um, when you said David Marquez, I'm like, I know that name, because I'm sure we've seen stuff from him before, or at least I've bought books from him. And he's currently the artist that's on Detective Comics, and... I'm at his website right now looking at his pages, and 
you know, that's a little bit pricey, but like for $300, I can get a Detective Comics page. It's a nine panel grid. Panel one is Damien. Panel two is Stephanie Brown. Panel three is Tim Drake. Panel four is uh, Barbara Gordon. Panel five, middle of the page, Bruce Wayne. Panel six, uh, Dick Grayson. Panel seven is uh, Jason Todd. Yeah, you know, eight and nine is back to Damien, and then nine is Stephanie Brown again. Uh, $300, and I'm like, that's the whole Bat family there. Like, each getting, like, their own panel. 300 bucks ain't bad. Like, I'm like, Detective Comics number 1027, page 7? You, you, you might be coming home. TurboTax, give me my tax return back. Like, direct deposit, send me that. Because uh, his, his artwork's great. So, yeah, John, I'm looking forward to you picking this up because I'm really behind on my Detective Comics reading. I'm, at this point, I think like 30-some issues behind. Uh, so I wouldn't mind seeing more from him. Well, this isn't Detective Comics. This is Batman. It's not, but it's David Arquez, and he's uh, Marquez, and he's doing the same artwork. So sign me up. I want more of this. Ooh, $500 you know for this page with Killer Croc getting socked in the jaw. Dope. Dope. And what's dope? A dramatic reading from Fantastic Four, Reckoning War, number one, page two, panel two. The blue area of the moon, home of Uatu, the watcher for this sector of space, Nicholas J. Fury. My unseen eye, my un, no, my unseen, my unseen. It's really tiny. It won't zoom in for this. Nicholas J. Fury, my unseen hand, my hidden eye, my herald. You have returned. And that was a dramatic reading from Fantastic Four: Reckoning War, issue one, page two, panel so two. I, I go to turn it. To like zoom well, in, be, and it just gets smaller. It's because Paul screenshotted it from uh, like yeah. a guided view thing. It's from okay. the guided view, yeah, yeah, from the guided view on uh, uh, the new Comicsology app, guys. Uh, Come on, ooh, everybody so, loves it. But before that is we a get really into cool that, page, Chris. Yeah, only five hundred dollars. Get our crack getting socked in the jaw by Batman, but then also like the rest of the supporting families behind. Um, do you guys have another beer that you want to go into before we get into the main topic and ultimately wrap things up? Yeah, so I have. I've been on a Pilsner kick. So from Dog- oh, John's been like pills over here. Whew, pills. Uh, from Dogfish Head, I have their Blue Hen Pilsner, four point eight percent. And this does not hold up to the mamas or the the lager of the lakes from Bell's. It's not a bad. It's not bad, but it's nowhere near as good as those. It actually tasted a lot better after drinking the KBS. Hmm. hmm. Is it like refreshing or like palate cleansing? It's, so it's a light, a, a very lighter version of the other two. With a nice little dry your mouth out hoppiness to it, it's not bad, but it's not something I would want to just sit around and be drinking. Like 
Mama's Little Pills, Logger the Lakes, I could be sitting in a bar with my friends, bullshitting, shelling nuts. Uh, I could be sitting on a porch and enjoying myself, just sitting out enjoying the summer evening or summer picnic. This is not the beer I want to bring to it. Oscar Blues and Bells made the two loggers that I would. So, that's my review on that. Hmm. Paul, do you, you know have, what, uh, do you have one? Yeah, this is, uh, I actually opened it up and I am drinking it. It is the uh, Southern Tier Nitro Hot Cocoa from their Blackwater series. This is an Imperial Milk Stout. Uh, ale aged with cocoa powder and natural chocolate and marshmallow flavors. This is surprisingly good. Even though it's so reminiscent of hot cocoa, I almost feel, even though it's nitro, I almost feel like the gritty powder. It's like the gritty powder hot cocoa flavor. You, you know what I mean? Like, no, I, I get it. It tastes so much had, like it. I had this before because I, um, I picked up, I put it at a 4.25. Uh, I. I don't want to do the math because I had it February 27th, 2020. So it's been a minute, but there's like that rich mouth feel to it. Mm -hmm. And I think it's a lot due to the fact that it's like a nitro can. Like it's like having a semi thinner hot chocolate. Like it's, it tastes smooth and it's rich on the tongue, but the flavor is so of the nest quick packet Swiss Miss hot chocolate that like I have a sense memory of the flavor and it causing like a powdery texture kind of feeling on the tongue even though that's not actually there it's just kind of like one of those mind trips that's that's happening that sounds like a glowing review because I have memories of just taking a spoon to like that tin Mm -hmm. of like the Hershey's cocoa mix and be like I'm going to fucking eat all of yeah. this. <laughs> and then accidentally doing that to the uh, baking chocolate uh, powder. And, like, and being like, this is not the same. <laughs> not the same. But it has to be good. It's chocolate, chocolate. going in for the second spoonful. Uh, right? Like, everybody's no, done that. I, I really like this beer when I had it. And I'm shocked to find out that I had it two years ago now. Like, literally two years ago. Um, and I... It's a bad habit I have with the Blackwater series where it's like, if it's something I've had before, I don't pick it up again because I've had it before. Unless it's the Creme Brulee, which is like my upper echelon, like, top one of your tier. Favorite like, I, I absolutely love it. Um, I knew I'd like this one, and I'm glad I checked into it just to confirm my uh, suspicions because everything you said about it, Paul, that awakened a sense of memory for me. Or I was like, yeah, it's like it's like hot chocolate. It's good. It says there's marshmallow flavoring in there. I don't really get it. Maybe it's in there. Maybe it's mixed in so well with the chocolate that it's just like it, it maybe that's what's causing that. Like it tastes exactly like Swiss Miss. So a lot of like the sours I've had recently that have been brewed with marshmallow, I feel like a lot of that marshmallow isn't coming through with like the flavor. It's actually coming through more with, like, that richness. Because I might get that chocolate taste and, like, that chocolate bitter and bite. But whatever sweetness I'm getting might be coming from 
like that marshmallow on the back end. So that's a possibility. Um, I'm not drinking a beer with marshmallow though, because from Founders I have their Velvet Rush, and this is an Imperial Brown Ale brewed with coffee, chocolate, vanilla extract, and milk sugar that is then aged in bourbon barrels. And this is absolutely delightful. And this is the four pack that I was most excited for. And it's the one that I'm probably going to be saddest to see go because John, you were talking previously about like buying a bomber and sharing it with friends. And when you were talking about that, I was like, I buy a bomber and drink it by myself when I'm sitting around playing video games on a day off. And that's what this beer would be for me. Like, if I had a couple more to sit down and enjoy, I think there's one more in the fridge right now. This would be my day off. I'm going to load up whatever game I'm playing. I'm going to sit there and sip on this as I'm knocking out my dailies, my deck building, whatever I'm playing. <laughs> um, everything blends so well together. And it hides the fact that it's a brown ale because I love a good brown ale, but everything about that kind of like nuttiness is covered up by that chocolate and that vanilla. Um, But this is just a delightful, delicious, like dessert beer. Um, 11.1% ABV. It was brewed or I'm sorry, bottled on uh, July 29th, 2021. It's the right amount of sweetness, just like with kind of like a maltiness on it. And I don't know why it was a brown ale and not a stout. Like, I feel like a stout would kind of like lead more into that chocolate and vanilla. But I don't know. Maybe that's just the perfect mix. And I I love it. This is probably my favorite beer of the night. And I got out of a weird, random, repacked case on the bottom of a stack at my beer store. Like, groovy. You found that. You mined for it. You you found it. So, Founders had a, what was it? The Sumatra Mountains, something mountains. Uh, Yeah, it was like Sumatra Coffee. Yeah, coffee. That was a brown ale, right? So, that's never come back. Yeah, they've done it before. They've done it a couple times. Okay. They actually I, did it recently with a specific coffee as well. Oh, okay. Well, I, I just haven't seen it. I, I, I also haven't seen it here, but... Don't work in a beer store. <laughs> also, I, I live in Florida, so I thought I had full access to the founder stuff because I was able to get like some weird random variants and variations of things. But then you're like, oh, no, like this Masagave is going out everywhere. I never got the grapefruit down here, but I get Highball Drifter, Velvet Rush, Espresso, KBS, CBS. I I don't know how it works. I go to my beer store like once a week. I feel like I should be able to find stuff. It's especially like you get founder stuff months after we get it. Like when you got the... um, the 15-pack of the, the Moon Cheese IPA or whatever it was. 
You eat you the cheeseburger like, Astro Boy. Eat yeah. the cheeseburger with everything on it. You got it was the the it was the IPA with the milk sugars and it had like it was something moon. Like you got that. We were already like up here that beer was released and we were already on the next seasonal when you got it. And I feel like that's always how things come out for you is you get stuff months after it's been released from founders. Like you get stuff that I'm like, I'm closer to Michigan than Chris. And he gets all this great stuff from, um, new Holland. And I can only get dragon's milk. And every once in a while, a variant. I will say, since then though, I have not seen any of the other variants. I don't know if they're not. Doing I don't think. Them. I don't think they've been doing them. Because I, I feel like I still follow them on social media, but I know there's been some breweries that I've stopped following because I'm like, oh, I don't see this here. Why would I subject myself to that? But guys, we're gonna head into the main topic. Which I, Florida has no seasons, so that's why they don't care about the seasons. That's pretty much why. Uh, I teased it up at the front, or maybe before we started recording. But our main topic, it's Comics Algae 4.0. Oh, there it is. That's that, the name of it. That was it. Because uh, we just got the launch of Comics Algae 4.0, which saw the melding of Amazon and Comics Algae, where Amazon was like, no, we've own Comixology for like six years now. We're going to bring it into our in-house stuff. And then everything went wrong and bad. And I didn't realize it until I went to log in and buy my books for the week and read my books for the look back, which we were supposed to do for this episode, that I was like, oh, no, everything's wrong. And then as soon as I Googled it to be like, hey... Comicsology, Amazon, everything popped up, and a lot of the stuff that I saw was actually coming from comedian Patton Oswalt. <laughs> I was going to say Patton Oswalt, <laughs> who was like very heated about what happened. Um, yeah, Amazon bought Comicsology back in 2014, and since then they've been operating on like a separate platform. But recently they were like, "Hey." We're offering books on our Kindle platform, and then we're offering the same books over on our Comixology platform. We're just going to fold everything into one. So now Comixology's being welcomed and brought into our Amazon family. We're melding the platforms. And it happened in such a way that logging into Comixology just hits you with an affront of warning messages and like, hey, do you want to sign in? Do you want to do this? Are you trying to do this? Okay, look at this. That boggled my mind in a way that I wasn't prepared for. Uh, that completely derailed what we were supposed to be talking about for this episode, which was literally just the comic books that we've read in February of 2022. Something we've been doing since we started this show, twelve years, twelve years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I went to sign in. I went. I clicked on the app, and it's like, oh, you got to sign in. I was like, all right, I'll sign in. And I'm trying to sign in. It won't recognize my password. And then, like, I finally like 
because it almost the exact same screen that's normally mm-hmm. there. And then it's like, oh, you got to sign into your Amazon. I'm like, what Amazon account do I like? I use my wife's because she has Prime. Yes, Chris. Uh, I was also met with that same page, and you are talking to the one person that did not have an Amazon account. Because if I shop online, I'm going directly to the website or the vendor that I want to buy from. I'm buying from them. I've never been like, History 101, let me see where I can get this textbook from for like $30 instead of 35 Like <laughs> That was me during college. <laughs> Amazon used to just be for like textbooks. Um, yeah, that's, it was great. But that's the thing, like, I, I did not have an Amazon account. And I knew Amazon bought Comixology. And I remember I got an email months ago that was like, hey, we're going to be blending the platforms and I deleted it. I ignored it because what well, you didn't know exactly what it meant. Oh, oh, yeah. you're going to be doing it. Okay, it shouldn't change. It shouldn't dramatically change the app. I mean, the app huh? is a lot of people who say like, "Oh, it's clunky. This download speeds, blah 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 blah." Now they're they're wishing they never said anything yeah. because now the download speeds are supposed to be even worse. Uh, the the purchasing is even worse. The if you're doing it on your computer, it's even worse. Yeah, you but can't like the read big, it on a computer. No, you yeah, you, you but, literally cannot. It got rid yeah. of the digital reader that they had on the Comicsology website. But it all of this so people can read it on their Kindle. Who was asking for this? And I think but they couldn't you read it on your Kindle if you had the Comixology app on your Kindle? Probably, but and I understand where Amazon was coming from the, with this, where they were basically John, I stepped on you. That's right. Go ahead. They were basically supporting two formats that did the exact same thing because they literally said, like, on the day that I saw all this happen, I was going to do a strongly worded tweet to them. I don't tweet ever, but I was like. I need to let Comixology know. And they had put up like a 24 tweet, like FAQ thread. It was like, hey, why did you do this? And it's basically because Amazon was supporting Comixology and Kindle. And they're like, we're just going to do it all as one because we're, we're, we're going to lay off everybody that works for Comixology. We're, but we're a business. Like, why would we do the same thing twice when we can just do it once? And to be, to avoid anti-competitive lawsuits in the European Union, that's why you do it. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. Sorry. But and that was the thing. It's like okay, but you were doing it better on the Comicsology thing because now you're forcing everybody that used Comicsology to jump to this other format for Kindle, which is so not user friendly. Because again, John, like you said, like you go onto the website. You don't have access to what you bought before, what you currently downloaded, what you bought, what you were reading. It's basically, it's all shopfront now. And the big difference between comic book buyers and book readers or book listeners, because I've used, I've used Audacity. Audacity, you don't just kind of go on there. You, like, you go Audacity on Audacity is Aud- what we're recording on. What? No, uh... 
What's the what's the book the books the audio book site? Audible, sorry. Audible. Uh you go on to Audible and it has all the current like everything that was just mm-hmm. released. Uh suggestions for you. But if you're specifically looking for a writer or a book, you just I read like I listen to um Dashiell Hammett um the the Parker series uh by Richard Stark like those are my book series I listen to Stephen King books and some other like some other yeah. books kind of in that in that realm but I know the authors that I'm wanting to read so I look them up I find their books mm-hmm. and I do it that way and what I believe when they merge these two sites they're like that's what people do and that's not it's not what comic book readers do they don't buy the books and then read them right away they buy the books they put them in their thing they read them when they get around to it or they buy that trade and they i'm gonna buy that mm-hmm. trade and then i'm gonna i'm, I'm buying this trade now mm-hmm. because it just came out and i want to buy it but i'm gonna read it in three weeks when i go on vacation like right it's not the same person and people like us used it as our new current collection it was our new stack of shame versus buying piles and piles of comic books and having them stack up and up and up next to our bed. Instead right. of having 50 books there, we now have 50 books in our phone. Yeah. It's gotten rid of that. That's, to me, what a dig- it, being a digital reader has done is my collection is now in, not in long boxes. It's on my phone, and I can get them easily and read them but it no longer does that and luckily i don't know about you guys but when you merge these apps and you go in it shows that my 1087 books that i have bought on comiXology in the last probably almost 10 years are all unread (laughs) so i are unread i did not get that far because after the initial shock of being like, okay, again, I didn't have an Amazon account. I now need to create one so I can have access to my stuff. And as soon as I did that, I was like, okay, now I have an Amazon account. I have my Comixology stuff. Oh, it Nightwing came out last week. I didn't buy Nightwing. I need to buy Nightwing. Like That's one of my go-to monthly books. And I just typed in like an idiot to the search bar Nightwing and then it shows me everything that Amazon has to offer for Nightwing and I'm like oh no I want the actual comic so I'm like Nightwing 89 and then I'm getting trade paperbacks and actual physical comic books and it's like no I'm, I'm trying to shop digitally and then I that's when I realized if I go to comicsology.com, it still redirects me into what's now like the Amazon.kindle.comic yeah. store. And from there, if I type in Nightwing, it's going to take me to the books. But at that point, I still hadn't merged my collections. So it's telling me I haven't bought any Nightwing comic books. And I had that initial fear. It's like, holy shit, like I've been buying Nightwing comic books for 12 years on this platform it doesn't remember what I've bought what I've read because 
I think I have like two or three issues that I downloaded, purchased, haven't gone back in to check out yet. And I was like, Comixology literally forgot everything that I've done. And then I realized, like, oh, I have to like check my email, follow a link. Okay, now it's going to re-download everything that I've bought. And it was at that point I was like, I don't want to read my comic books now. I don't want to think about, like, oh, what did I buy this week? It literally took the wind out of my sails. Like, I I don't want to read comic books right now. Like, I'm too frustrated by all the change that you threw at me. On the website, <coughs> it is impossible to merge your account. The whole time that you guys were finishing up um, your, your Peacemaker um, episode, that's what I was trying to figure out. I was, like, on the website, on the computer, while listening to you guys. Trying and I was trying to figure out how to merge it there. You have to do it on the app because it's the only place that lets you log into your Comixology account in order to do it. So, and then I was trying to figure out how to read my comic books on the website. You, you, there's no place to do it. You, you got to download it to a device. You got to download it to the Kindle. A Kindle. You got to download it to a Kindle reader. So. I was very annoyed with it. The first night that I loaded it up, you guys like, oh, this merger is awful. I'm like, okay, there has to be a competitor out there somewhere. So I downloaded the Marvel Comics app, and I'm like, oh, this feels exactly like Comixology. This is great. It just has my the Marvel comic books. This is a good go-to. I downloaded the DC Universe, what is it called? Anyways, the DC Universe app. Um... And DC Universe Infinite, sorry. And that is a subscription. That is what... Remember before HBO Max and DC had their, like, streaming service, which gave you Swamp Thing and whatever whatever else. I I remember that time. I did not watch any of it, but I remember it was a thing we talked about for the show. And, and and you could watch all the Batman animated series, and Swamp Thing the series was coming out for it, and Star Girl was going to come out for it, and then it would hit the CW, and uh, you could read all the back issues of from DC Comics. Basically, this app it, it basically lets you, you know, read the back issues of DC Comics, not the new stuff though. So <clears throat> I don't know how to buy DC Comics. Outside of this Amazon Comicsology remote, and thing. that's the thing too, because as or, much as I love my DC and Marvel comics, like two of my favorite books that have come out recently are from Image Comics and Boom Studios, which don't have dedicated platforms or readers. And again, that first day when I was googling, like, oh my god, Am- Amazon Comicsology, and seeing all that stuff, like a lot of people were pointing out like this is a terrible experience how bad is it that I can go to a pirating website and have a better reading experience and get the books for free There, there's no reason for me to pay for these books anymore because I'm so upset and frustrated and what you're giving me if I do pay for it is such a terrible experience I don't want to read it that way and someone had posted a tweet where it's like, hey, 
J.H. Williams, superstar artist. His mm-hmm. stuff, like, it spans pages. It's a sight to behold. If you want to read his book now in this Kindle Comicsology reader, this is what it looks like. And it basically looks like John's screenshotted page that Paul sent him yeah. <laughs> for for the dramatic reading, where it's two pages shrunk down. So if you were looking at your phone just in like regular view, it's two pages screenshotted to fit into that <laughs> aspect ratio with it's like huge black, black bars on the top and bottom. And that's not what comics should be. Like you're supposed to be able to like look at those panels individually, which comicsology had with their guided view. Like you can scroll through, it's gonna show you a zoomed in view of each of those panels on those pages. And then when you get to the end, like when you do that final like, hey, swipe, let me see it, it'll show you like the whole page so you get the whole experience. And <clears throat> Kindle doesn't have that because it's literally just thinking like, oh, hey. You're reading a book. You're reading a book. The next page is two pages as one. We need to shrink everything down to show you two pages at once. So Kindle might have faster downloads because they got the bandwidth. They just don't have the band height. Oh. <laughs> that's clever, but I don't like it because of what we're talking about. So, like, the the, the biggest... So the the couple the two two of the biggest things that I I have a problem with is I used to really enjoy being able to click I I forget what the thing's called now I've I've had a lot to drink but you'd click and see what you had pre- previously purchased mm-hmm. and it have like in progress what's recently yeah. purchased all of your that. smart list yeah. your smart list and you could go in there and cycle through and have that you don't have that ability now. You can go into your library. As soon as you open it up, your library is there. And you can go and set it up so it shows the, the the most recent things that you've purchased. On the app. On on the app. That's how I do almost all my comiXology stuff is on the app. So you can go and do that. And you can have all of your unread stuff there. But you can't click, like, I want to see all my read and unread stuff. That I just recently purchased. So I can look through and see what I've recently done. you got to keep going back and forth and clicking different things to do that. It's a hassle compared to what we previously had. It was so smooth and easy to do. the, uh, The worst thing ever now is when you click... When you click on new books. Wednesday came out. All the new books came out. I click on the th- the banner, and it brings me up featured books. Most of them are the Comixology books yeah. that they've put out. And then it has, like, all your other books. And it says how many books are in there, and it's like 109 books came out. If I want to look through those books, I click on that. I scroll down 10. I have to click Load More. 10 More Load. I scroll down. If I click on a book in there to look what what this book is about, and I go back, I have to then start that scroll all over again. Where before, it was loaded up by publishers. So you had all the publishers. It had a couple of the books that, that were coming out. You could click on that, 
you could add it to a wish list. Now you have to purchase the books immediately. You can't put a couple books together and buy them all at once. You're buying all of these individual purchases. Also, I, 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 haven't got, I haven't gotten to that point yet because, again, as soon as I logged in, I was like, I don't want to read books. I didn't even try to add anything to my buy list or like, like I put a cart. I put a couple things that came up that were things that I wanted to buy this week. I clicked to put them in my wish list. And it has your Amazon wish list, a Comixology wish list, wish list, and then a save and something other list. I don't know how to get to those right now. Like, I have to spend all this time to refigure out how to use this app. And it's like, okay, yeah, it's updated. I'll figure it out. But I used to really enjoy... Oh, Dark Horse. What came out from Dark Horse? And scroll through. Because when I'm looking for the podcast, there's books that I miss. Yeah. There's books that you miss that all of a sudden you're like, oh, so-and-so put a book out? Oh, cool. It, maybe it wasn't in the solicitations. Maybe it was in the solicitations three months ago, and now it's finally it, yeah, coming it got, out. Yeah, it got pushed back. And like, oh, now it's out now. This is a site. This is a site not – this is a site for people who know exactly what they're – going to be purchasing not someone who like we used to do i know that green lantern's coming out and superman's coming out and the batman book i went out but now i'm going to browse and purchase more and this is not a site for that that's not what kindle's about it's not what audible is about it's not what amazon's about amazon you might put like best gift for dad and a bunch of bullshit will come up but you can't do that on this site. You can't say best Batman books, and ha- it, as soon as you start typing Batman, every single Batman book comes up, and you got to then pick and choose. Like, it is not Comicsology before re- replaced the comic book shop for buyers who couldn't get out to the comic book shops, who didn't want stacks and stacks and stacks of books. I've moved like eight long boxes of comic books. Because I don't want to get rid of them. I want, I want to pass them on to my son. I want my son to go through them and be like, Dad, what's this? And I'm like, you've... Yeah, of course you never heard of Squirrel Man. Like, here you go. This is the ferret. Like, this is this character. I have, like, three of these issues. They're really bad. Let's read them together. Like, that was what I... That's why I still have my long boxes. But... I used to just have stacks and stacks of comic books everywhere. Because I wouldn't get around to buying long boxes. This app replaced that. This app replaced comic book shops to me. Now it is not a comic book shop. Now I have to go and research more specifically exactly what I want. And I don't I not that I'm lazy, but I don't want to do that. I don't I want to be able to click to click on you the thing to- and see all the Marvel books that came out. All the Dark Horse books that came out this week. And when you're scrolling through the 109 books, it's all in alphabetical order. So it's not set up by it's not set up by publisher. But you get to D and it's all the Doctor Strange books that have just been reissued. So it's like mm-hmm. Doctor Strange Volume 4 from 1989. It's, vol- it's all these things that you have to cycle through, cycle through, cycle through. And when you see something that interests you, and you want to click and see what it's about, when you go back, you have to then go back and cycle through it all again. 
And then if you want to, when you you used to be able to click on that book, and and it would show you a couple pages. Now you have to hit a button to download it into your library. Then you have to leave your list or wait, go down, click on that book, look through the pages. You can't zoom in on them. So it's the full page. And it's like it gives you a million options to purchase it. But, like, I went to purchase one of the books that I was planning on buying this week, and it takes me to Amazon, and it shows me that I have three cards attached to my account because I never used that account that have all expired. Now I've got to add another card to that account. I don't know what card I was previously using on Amazon, but it was a card that my wife didn't notice of the stuff I bought. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. So it's like i got to, like, reset this world and I, I don't. I understand creating a Comicsology app that fit for your Kindle readers, but your Kindle readers are not comic book readers. Like they're the Comicsology app. Like I think Paul, you said, like is is made by comic book. Is made by people. Yeah. That knew comic books. They developed it for comic books. Yeah, this and is- comic book readers. Mm-hmm. And this is not that. And, like, the other thing, too, is now, like, I think it was Jamie McCullough came out to say, like, their new policy for me putting my self-published books on here is awful. Like you said, the art doesn't the art doesn't show up the same, but also the rights and the money is not the same. Amazon is taking 60-40. They are taking 60% of the proceeds you make for your self-published book that you're putting on their site. And you get forty. And if you're putting out a two dollar book, you are really not making any money. Uh, talking about the business aspect, I went to uh, Comicron. Uh, that's Comic C O M I C H R O N, and it basically does the breakdowns. Uh, the publisher they get their numbers from um, the publishing. Uh, institutes i don't know publishing groups and they actually put together the sales and like what actually you know where where are comic books being sold and they do breakdowns like through like barnes and nobles book channels stuff like that uh in 2020 because they do these breakdowns basically in june so we're still waiting on 2021's numbers but back in 2020 Book channels like marketplaces like Barnes and Noble, Board is Border still around? Yeah, Walden Books. I think so, you know, I mean, Walden Books maybe <laughs> not, but I think Borders is. All right, uh, FYE, you know, places like that, six hundred and forty-five million dollars worth of uh, comic book sales in North America. Comic book stores like traditional comic book stores, four hundred and forty million. And then digital downloads, basically, Comixology, $160 million. So it's $160 million that Amazon could be reaping a little bit more money from, you know, getting a little bit bigger of a taste. And then other channels, that's, uh, and they list, I read the report, and that's like um, the mass market, the stuff that you were getting from Walmart, Chris, those books. Uh, new, some smaller newsstands and also Kickstarter um, that made $35 million. 
So the industry did have a dip back in 2017, but then has been steadily growing back up since then. Uh, $1.28 billion in comic book sales uh, across the board, you know, between all those outlets back in 2020. That's but that's a lot of money. But even just looking at like that digital sales, if you're making it harder for the people that want to get those digital sales, and even if they buy those books, it's easier for them to just pirate it and read it in whatever pirating website software mm-hmm. that they're doing to do it. It's a better reading experience. Like you best believe like as someone that loves comic books and wants to get like as close as an experience I can get to buying the book and looking at it and like holding up to my terrible vision. Cause I'm aging and I don't want to admit it. I loved comiXology cause I could zoom in and be like, Oh wow. Beautiful panel. Part of what led us to doing like dramatic reading is because like you can just pick a panel, like look at it, like okay, send it off to John. Mm-hmm. If I can't get that same experience going to the actual like main comic book retailer viewers website, and I can just pirate something and get it for free and have a better viewing and reading experience that. Again, we we've been doing this every month for twelve years now. Like where we sit down and talk about comic books that we now buy digitally. Like it's taking away that yearn and that love because it's like as someone that put money into this because that's what we do. Like I was like, I don't want to buy or read books this month now. I, I, I felt defeated, and this is something that I look forward to, because I'll buy books and then sit sit on them, and then be like, okay, I I got to read this because now we're all going to be sitting down and talking about it. Like having to like, migrate stuff over and create a login, and that was the easy part. But that and that's the thing. Like, okay, well now I need to create a login because again. Amazon thing okay now I need to say oh yes I bought all these books and then it downloaded everything that I had already had purchased and downloaded to my phone I was like I don't I don't want to read my comics this month and that sucked I felt bad about that Uh, I did want to mention that uh, these numbers from 2020 uh, we have to remember there was seven weeks where no comic book was published because of the pandemic. There was that seven-week period. That, that and still not, it was I still don't think that's still a lot of increase, money. I don't think that's going to affect it that much. <clears throat> it was still an increase of $0.07 billion. So what is that, $70 million? Yeah, $70 million more than the previous year. And the digital side of things the digital download market i'm looking at that by across by more than doubled from 2019 to 2020 or 20, yeah, 2020 the thing is if you look at the format 
graphic novel sells $835 million worth uh, of of sales in North America. Comic books, uh, $285 million. This new comicsology, by, you know, going to Kindle, it's designed to sell trade paperbacks. Like, they're Everything that's serving up to me when I logged in was like, oh, buy this trade, buy this trade, buy this trade. Like, it's, they are seeing, I think Amazon sees it as a way to cut cost because they no longer need to support the code for Comixology. Like, all that background information, all that payment processing that was happening through Comixology, having the credit cards there at Comixology, Having like the actual intelligence of like, hey, these are the smart code, smart list, all that coding, and whoever was taking care of that coding can now be let go. We don't need to worry about it anymore. It's all going to be just the Amazon Kindle silo. That code, that payment processing, that information of what you buy now with your Amazon is now going to be linked to your Amazon uh, account, and now we can be like, oh, you like Nightwing? You want to? Here's. When you log into Amazon, here's a bunch of Nightwing t-shirts. Here's a bunch of Nightwing and action figures. That's what happened when I signed into my new <laughs> Amazon account. And I was like, oh, I didn't buy Nightwing 89. And I was like, click, 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 Nightwing. The very first thing I had pop up was a Nightwing hoodie that I was like, oh, I think John bought that for me for like Christmas <laughs> like four years ago. But then like scrolling through, I'm like, I'm not seeing the actual book that I want to buy. And John, uh, you had mentioned this in like our pre-show stuff. Uh, and that's what I was kind of like, pointing over. What feedback, I don't... the feedback of oh, the f- what was going. Yeah. On. Um, like I, I went into the, they have a, 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 a section where you can click and send them feedback. And I, I just, I, Put just as I, I think I almost filled all the characters of just like I don't understand like I understand the mighty buck and that's why you did this but I don't understand why you did this you could have kept the comicsology site the way it was and now just have it so you the transactions go through Amazon you could have figured out how to how to do that but keep the site the same because it wasn't broken now it's broken. And like Paul, like I can understand what you're saying. Like oh, we can lay off everybody because now it's under the the Kindle thing. Mm-hmm. But you're going to lose more readers. And like Chris said, it's it's even easier to to steal it now than it is. 165 million dollars to Amazon, which they weren't getting the full. I'm sure it was maybe the bulk of it through Comicsology, but maybe not all of it. But to them. Does that matter? <laughs> they have billions of dollars. Their owner is like the, one of the richest people in yeah. the world. Like it, it doesn't matter. You're not. You They're, are still making yeah. money. Whatever they lose on like pennies. the coding and having like some dude in a closet being like, okay, website's still up. It it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Like for whatever else they would make because. Now, as a comic book reader, that would go on weekly or at least monthly because, you know, I'm a lazy comic book reader. 
I'm second guessing even going onto that website because you picked on me like three weeks ago because I'm like, oh, I open up the books online because I like to have that full page view. I get mm-hmm. like a stronger resolution. I get to see like the entire page, the entire Not panel. no more. They took away that functionality. I cannot read the books on the Comixology or Kindle, Amazon, digital media comics website anymore. Like, it's gone. And I love doing that as, you know, a comic reader and content creator that, like, would go through books, like, page by page when we're talking about mm-hmm. how stuff landed and the emotion in the artwork. Like, not even mentioning, like, no, sometimes I like to screenshot those pages to send them to a friend because now he's got to sit there and read that page. <laughs> like, you've reducted your reading experience and you For a didn't few pennies. have to change anything because, granted, it might be cheaper for you to like fold everything in together, but it wasn't costing you anything to do it that way. And now I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if I want to read my books this way. And then Paul, when you were like, "Oh, hey, you go on to Marvel, you just get the full books." I would rather have my Marvel money go to Marvel, Marvel, and Disney than to Amazon at this point now because I'm whoa, whoa, so whoa, whoa, whoa. frustrated by my reading experience. Here, I'm here's the thing. I'm not super petty, but I can be vindictive, and <laughs> here's that's the thing, where I'm though. at right now. You might think you're being vindictive, but I can almost guarantee you that Marvel app for the comic books runs off of Amazon Web Services. So they're making their Who money. Who knows? Who knows anymore? They're making their money. Uh, the, big, the, the, the biggest thing for me is, like, I looked up, like, comic book shops. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, this might be the thing that sends me back to, to the shops. Mm-hmm. Where I used to live, I had one down the street. Now I don't like the closest one is Queen City, and I do not like no. going to Queen City. And I'm trying to figure out how to buy my how to buy my books. And then the thought of like, oh, what am I just going to have stacks of comic books? How mm-hmm. are we then, as the three of us for this podcast, how are we then going to read these? Am I going to scan each picture and send them to you so no. you can read them that way? No, that we would have to or the look back. Basically, have read all the books, and then we pick one each. And, like, that's the one we think we'd all... Like, hey, this is the one that I enjoyed most. Yeah. I Maybe you guys won't enjoy it, but I absolutely love this And the book. thing is, is some... And we would have to defend it. Some of the like, best things is, like, when we've had to read a book and we all take a shit on it. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. that's... Mm-hmm. That is like some of the fun is like, oh, we had we had five books and we had three awful ones because yeah. I paid my money to buy this book and now I yeah. put it on the I paid list. my money. You guys can read it for free, you know. Yeah. For, I'll let you borrow that book. But the the list would have to become like I paid this money, I think it's worth you to paying your money for it as well. Yeah. And it changes our whole it changes our whole dynamic. But when we first started doing the list, it would be us showing up with our stack of books, mm-hmm. and it would just be like Paul going like, "Oh, I got Green Lantern three forty two. I liked it. 
I got the the new Flash book. Uh, I liked it. Oh, you bought it too, Chris? You liked it? Yeah, we liked it. And it would be a month's worth yeah. of books that we would just pull the book out and be like, I liked it, and put it down, and it, we wouldn't yeah. be having the conversations about it. Right. And that was one of the things that I think helped evolve us as a podcast and, and is like we should pick X amount of books, I'll read them and discuss them. And it was like, yeah, that makes – that makes sense. Why weren't why weren't we doing yeah. that? So it's going to change us as a podcast to to, to do this yeah. to figure it all out. And it's like it's a lot of books. I don't want to have to sign into five different sites for us to read books to do this. Like it just doesn't make sense for us to do that. And. Hopefully, yes, this happened. Hopefully, they're going to listen. If you are listening and you have the same problem, change your rate and review of the app. Send the feedback. Let them know that it is, it's not okay what they've done. They've changed it. And the people who changed it and the people who are running it do not understand the comic books and what you're doing with this. It isn't just, oh, I'm going to search Batman. Oh, I'm going to buy this and read it on my Kindle. Like, the Comixology app was for comic book readers who are no longer able to go to the shop or don't have a shop near them or want their stuff, but they still want to browse, they still want to look, and they still want a good reading experience. And they are not offering that anymore. You could wake up on Wednesday, just reach over to your nightstand, grab your phone, and just, like, for the ten minutes, you know you should be getting up and getting ready for work. Wait. (laughs) You know what? I I can I can make it up. I don't need to wash my legs today. I'll just let the soap rinse it off. It'll yeah. be fine. I'll, I'll let, it you all know, runs downhill, baby. It all runs down to my legs, anyways. I'll be fine. You know, yeah, I'll take a quicker shower. It'll be good. And, you know, and browse through your books and buy your books. You're not going to be able to. Yeah, and that's the not on this that's website. the thing as a comic book reader. Not even taking like what we do as like rates and reviews and what this has turned into like a rant uh, where I share books with my friends like through one login which again yeah like mm, probably part of what's happening but at this point I have a physical copy would be passed around exactly everybody understood that and awesome comic book creators love that like I had a book signed by uh, the artist that we all loved did uh, did the Fantastic Four. Steve uh, McNiven. Steve McNiven. I had him sign a book that was like well read. Like it looked a little worn. He's like, these are the books that I enjoy signing the most. The ones that people have like read and reread and passed to their friends, and they all read it because I know you really love this book, and that's why I'm signing it. I have an like, awesome comic book shop literally five minutes away from me, and that's the place that I go to buy my magic cards when the new set comes out. Mm-hmm. Like, when I went to look for Funko Pops to get for Yanni for Christmas, because I'm like, oh, there's, like, some cool Scarlet Witch ones. Let me see if I can get them. Where I buy the comics that I want to get to frame on my wall from the Magic the Gathering series from Boom Studios, because... I literally went to the comic book store and bought physical copies to put in frames to put up on the wall. Mm-hmm. 
you're driving me to go to a physical store now where I'm going to spend the same amount of money, but it's going to be an actual, like, enjoyable reading experience. And I'm sorry, love you boys. If there's a book that's coming out that I just want to sit down and read and we're not going to be talking about it, like, month to month, like Magic the Gathering or uh, Seven Secrets, like, um... Oh my gosh, I'm I'm blanking out the other one. No, so far, so far, Radiant I'm Black. Like Radiant Black, thank you. Oh, Radiant uh, Black. Those are the books that I just buy to read for myself, and I'm gonna keep buying them to pick them up. And like, if you guys want to like sign into my account to read it, cool. Like, love for you to read it because they're really good books. But now, Comicsology and Amazon's not gonna be getting that money because it's just gonna be strictly going to the store and the company that publishes them and prints them like and that's not a bad thing and I guess I'm talking myself out of shopping on Comixology now at this point and and to get back to like passing the comic book around Chris and Paul bought the first issue of Saga we read it for the look back I bought 53 issues Mm -hmm. you know it's it's that's what comic book is. It's it's buying a book saying, "Hey, I think you might like this," or "Hey, uh, check this out," and then reading the entire series and being the one of the group that did that. I bought the first issue of Why the Last Man, and I was like, eh, "Eh, I don't think this is for me." You guys got it in trades, and then. Mm-hmm. Love the entire series. And it's like, then I was like, oh, man, maybe I'll buy the first trade. So I have the first issue and I have the first trade. And it, it just didn't work for me. It, it's just passing comic books should be a thing. You should be send this to a friend. Or I was, share this with a friend. And it's just... I was in... Sorry, you keep on taking pauses. Because well, I'm trying to get my thoughts out. And I don't have anybody going like this, like, in the middle of my thought. Uh, so karate chop your beer. Chop beer. It just is... Ten years ago, I changed my way of being a comic book reader. And now I'm being forced to change it again. But it's not for what I, like... I changed to be an, an all-digital reader because it was just it was easier. I don't have stacks of comic books everywhere. I don't have to buy boxes to put them in. Like, it's all at my fingertips. And now the thought of having to go digital because this is a fucking mess is daunting. It's like, oh, God. Like, I'm thinking going, like, where am I going to put all these books that I'm going to be buying now? In ten years, I've spent over. I've bought over a thousand comic books. Right. They're all. They're all in my phone. <laughs> they're all in my phone. I gotta but, do it again, but now I gotta start buying physical copies. But I, the market. The market is showing Amazon that it isn't that you're going to go to the comic book store and buy the single issues. It's showing. Amazon, you're going to buy the whole trade. You're going to go to a bookstore and buy the graphic novel. You're going to buy the young adult novel. You're going to buy the manga. Manga? 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 
because those are the things that are growing. It's not the comic books. It's trades. It's graphic novels. It's manga. Those are the things that are growing. The single issues have been diminishing over the years. And also, the the comic book store right down the street, Empire Comics, they're they're selling mostly trades. DC Comics, they're black they're black what black series black label black label black series is Hasbro um, black label books they're traits they're released as trade graphic novels like, no they're not that's what they are they're issues they're prestige they're, but they're, it's a prestige thing where they're trying but, to sell you that graphic novel format it weekly is. like you're spending five ninety nine for maybe 32 to 40 pages of the comic, it's and then com- eventually they're going to get you for like the thirty dollars of like the four or five issues. That that single issue is a different format. It's not the same size comic. It is a prestige issue. It feels like a trade, even though it's maybe not as long as a trade. But the 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 thing that there's a spine, there's an actual spine to it. You know what I mean? Like, so it could go on a bookshelf that somebody would pull out. Um, yeah, and uh, you were saying yeah, comic books should be something that you hand off. I became a Nightwing fan because Chris kept on lending me all these, like, five issues at a time of Nightwing back when I was, you know, working at HSBC and then going to night school, you know, classes at night uh, during the summer and stuff to get to finish up my degree. So I would read those Nightwing issues in between that period of time. Like I Chris did the same thing for me. Yeah. You're welcome, exactly. boys. It was great. But and those But that's the thing, that, like Paul and you said it where it's yeah. like, no, they're counting on you buying that trade paperback. If I'm buying a trade paperback, I would rather have it in that physical format. If I'm paying the same amount for it, <laughs> I would like to have it on a physical copy where it's like, oh, I can throw this in my bag if I'm going to be going on a plane. Uh, I would rather have a physical copy that I can just take out to the beach or to my patio where I'm drinking a beer and eating a sandwich. I've gone to local breweries with physical trade paperbacks to sit there and just like get a couple beers while I'm reading books for the show. I buy my week-to-week, month-to-month comics on Comixology. I buy my trade paperbacks at, like, a local comic book store or, like, a Barnes & Noble because it's something that's going to sit on my shelf and I can just drive down the street five minutes, pick it up, and then have a physical copy of it that I can pass off to somebody I work with or my girlfriend who's going to take it to work and then read, like, I think they're missing out on that ancillary income from that monthly. Like, yeah, okay, they're making money off of the trades, but what do you make week to week? And I think that's, as comic book fans, that's what we're looking at and thinking of. And you you can do it. It's just not easy. You have to know exactly what you want. And like when we did, when I looked through the books for the list this week, I opened up secondary because I'm doing it on my phone. I opened up pages 
you know, like a net, like I'm going to click on it, open it up in a new, a new window. So then I have those for next week when I'm going to buy these books now on Amazon, I know exactly what I'm buying. Right. And the weeklies, remember, we're paying for the digital copy, the full cover price, but they don't have the advertisements in it. If you go to the store and buy it at the full cover price, you're getting, it's a 28 page story. Yeah, you just, but you're getting you just, 35 yeah, pages. You do, you're like, oh, it's this ad page. I'm not looking at it. Like, yeah, you just yeah. turn the page. But some, they're getting the the publisher's getting that money for that ad being in there. Yeah, like so. There's I, I, I making would, the. I would rather the publisher get the money from the ad than Amazon get the full cover price 60, still 40. for not. Like okay, I buy a book for three ninety nine from DC. Okay, DC's getting that money, but then they're also getting the money from the ad. They're paying the creators of the book that I'm reading that I love and want to see more of. Amazon's getting that three ninety nine and paying something to DC. I don't know how much, and then but buying another penis shaped rocket. Yeah, I, I at we're at a point now where. It, it's coming out of convenience. I think I would just rather not deal with like the hassle and just pick up the books that I want to buy. Maybe not even weekly, but just as like a trade paperback. Like I'm loving the current Nightwing, and I keep circling back to that. But like Nightwing's great now, guys. Mm-hmm. Do I? Feel, but if you're do I feel if you're not way? buying if you're not buying that week to week issue. And just buying it in trades, are you then showing that it's not good enough to read month to month? So are they going to stop that writer? Are they going to send that writer to another book and then that book that you really liked? And the guy that may have had more stories who would have stayed on there if you were buying it month to month now has moved on because you're like, oh, you're not selling enough. Like – this this has so much repercussions for everything by by basically just ruining how what comicsology was it was it was a digital comic book shop where you could search easily through stuff and they got more money out of me yeah. by how they had it set up than now like now I now I'm going to look at for the exact books that I want to buy. I'm going to purchase those books without getting extra things from me. Yeah, you you mentioned it before, but they did away with the wish list. Like all the books that I had like waiting on the side I was like, "Oh, like when I go online and I only have like one or two books that I want to pick up, and I'm going to go back to my wish list and pick up like the random issues of stuff that I've kind of like put on the back burner now that doesn't exist like now that's a thing if i want to go find out which issues i haven't purchased i literally need to search for that title and then go scroll through everything to see okay which issues of runaways or detective comics haven't i purchased i can't just go to a wishlist and see like oh i still need to buy these issues add it onto the list like they got rid of that and 
some of the things that I saw from researching this too, because again, I was heated and I looked into it. If you were a foreign reader who would go on to comicsology.com and had subscriptions through them, <clears throat> they got rid of it. So you're hmm. now unable to subscribe to books if you're in another country and go to comicsology.com. You can't subscribe to a book. Like You have to go in and just buy the books week to week. And there's pushbacks, there's delays. Do you really want to go in and see, like, okay, Detective Comics 1038. Oh, it's not available. Okay, I'll remember that next week because I don't have a wish list. I don't have a subscription list. Like, I now need to remember every book that I'm reading and click on it and research. Oh, did the new issue come out? Let me add it to my cart. And that was... The wish list or the subscription was taking place of going to a physical store where the owner knew you and would just hold that book for you. Because, you know, or they knew that you would want it. Or getting a pre like getting a previews, going through it, just handing in your order your order form for the for the upcoming month. And that would be like three months from now, your order would get mm-hmm. put in and it would come in. Like <clears throat> But also, like, you had a. Sometimes you had to buy that preview book to, to do your order. Like, it just. It's just really. It's just ru- really ruined the last 10 years <laughs> yeah. for me. Like, and that's, that's the thing, too, because, okay, I have something on my wish list because I'm waiting on it to buy it once it drops in price. Do I buy six issues of Detective Comics for $12 now and read them digitally? Or do I just go to the store and buy those same six issues in a nice physical trade paperback for 10 bucks, Or, you know, max 15 but now I have something that I can physically hold on to and put on my shelf. Digitally, like, yeah, I would rather pay the 2 bucks and just download it and have it available, but... Now, if it's that much of a hassle to buy, I would just rather walk into the store and pick it up and read it on my patio and then be like, okay, throw it on the shelf until I hit the point where I'm like, oh, shelf's full. Let me give these to someone or donate it. And then on the website itself, I cannot pull up the list of the books that I bought. Yeah. Like, there's no place to do it. So you have it's in your life. It's in your library. On the website? Um, it's oh, I don't know the, anything about the website. No, it's like, that's all on the app. Like, if you go onto the mm-hmm. actual website, they have no record of your library or what you've bought until you search for that book, and it'll show you, like, you own this, want to read it, and then it opens it up in a, another window. Like, there's no way to just see, like, what books mm-hmm. you've bought. Yeah, and then it says, you know, then they... They know I like Mass Effect. They know I like Star Wars. So comics and graphic novels you may like. And then they knew I bought some Dragon Ball stuff for my nephew. And so I'm getting served with all this Dragon Ball stuff because I bought it on Amazon. So uh, my books yeah. for you, just looking at it, it's uh, Superman, Son of Kal-El, Batman, Superman, Star Wars, Justice League, Last Ride, Batman, The Imposter, and then Aerosmith. 
it's a lot better than mine. It's broken. And then when I do like the next page, it's Moon Knight, Titans United, <clears throat> Magic the Gathering, Incredible Hulk, Batman Urgen, Urban Legends, which came out years ago, uh, and then Action Comics from DC Rebirth. Yeah, it's... Yeah. Oh, and it's also recommending I buy Radiant Black number <clears throat> one, a book that I've now bought spinoffs of in every issue. Not not great. And again, we'll do our look back next week because there's books we picked up in February 2022 that we want to read and talk about. But once all this happened, as a comic book fan and reader, it... It took the wind out of my sails, and by the time I got everything navigated and I was able to log in to read my books, I was like, "I I don't want to now." <laughs> Nobody has anything else. We can wrap it up. <laughs> so, guys, yeah, I think we hope. Hopefully, your comic reading situation and experience is better than ours. But let us know how you feel about it. Email us over at badenboardcast at gmail.com or comment on any of the social media posts for this episode, number 473. We like doing this even if we don't like buying comics now. But we love you, listeners. Bye! (laughs) 